Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to to Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Therapy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Before we jump into today's episode about bad psychological advice or bad advice that you've been given, We'd love to ask if you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, we'd love it if you could share that episode with a friend. All right, so the last episode, we started talking about this idea of bad psychological advice that you've been given. And I want to remind you that we have a Facebook post right now where we just ask, what is some advice that you've been given that hasn't been helpful or has been hurtful to you? And so we'd love for you to hop on over there and share your take on it. So in the last episode, we talked about some of the advice that people have gotten. And one of them is the idea of just get over it. The next one is that happiness is a choice. And the third one we talked about is you don't need therapy. Just talk to friends. So if you haven't already listened to that episode, go back and listen to that. And then we'll join you in here as we jump into today's episode. So I think something that people oftentimes will say is, hey, it's not that bad. Other people have it worse. And one of the things that's problematic with that is that it's very invalidating to your feelings. Just because somebody else has it worse than you doesn't mean that you're not experiencing difficulty. On top of that, I think if you're thinking that way, that means that literally only one person in the world has the right to complain about a struggle that they're going through because they objectively have the worst life ever. And so if you see, like if you take that to the logical conclusion, it's kind of this absurd idea. But if we back up and we just say, hey, listen, like, Our feelings are valid, and even though we're struggling, whether it's a light struggle or it's a very deep struggle, that it's a struggle for us, and it's an unpleasant thing. And being able to share and voice this is helpful to us. But I think this one is very connected to the last one we did in the previous episode where it's, hey, I don't need therapy. I could just talk to my friends. The problem is you can oftentimes get advice like this. And the person oftentimes in their defense is trying to be helpful, but they don't really know how to help. So then they throw out a statement like, hey, it's not that bad. Other people have it worse to try to help you, not knowing that that's likely to actually make you feel worse. And I think when it comes to kids, this can very much turn into shaming or guilting them because if they're upset about something or they're feeling sad about something, and instead of validating their feelings, you were to say, just be thankful. You have it better than a lot of people. It really is minimizing and invalidating what they're experiencing and what they're feeling. And then that can lead to the shaming and the guilting. So you can definitely validate where they're at and their feelings, and then from there, lead and guide them. The next one is stay positive. 
working at focusing on the positive and trying to identify how things can go well and what's going good in your life is definitely a good piece of advice. But if you take this to an extreme, it's definitely problematic where then you start repressing negative experiences and avoiding them. And that's a recipe for disaster because if you only focus on the positive and you never address the negative, those repressed feelings or experiences, they're going to come back after you later. And in general, it's good to try to focus on and hold on to the positive. It's definitely bad to completely avoid the negative and it's harmful to you in the long run. And so taking some time and being able to talk through or journal about or even just experience the negative emotions absolutely is necessary in order for you to have a healthy, balanced life. But also, obviously, the inverse is true. If you're stuck in the negative all the time and you're hyper-focusing on the negative, that's also not good either. Right. And that's where this idea of toxic positivity comes in. And a lot of people aren't aware of this. It is this idea that, oh, you know, be positive all the time. And what harm can come from that? But just like Tim said, suppressing or avoiding those negative emotions can be harmful in the long run. And it's almost like that analogy I gave of the beach ball in the last episode, where if you blow up a beach ball and you push it down, you push it down, those emotions are going to pop up somewhere when you aren't expecting it or when it's not in your control, rather than just bringing that beach ball to the surface and being able to manage it a lot better. And I think when you experience this toxic positivity, especially when, you know, you're sharing with a friend and you are really looking for validation and support and that person gives you this advice of, oh, just be positive, it really minimizes what you are experiencing and it minimizes your thoughts and your feelings because sometimes we do need to process out loud. Sometimes we need to process with friends. And I do think, like someone said, there's this balance where if you are constantly complaining and you're constantly focusing on the negative, that's not a healthy place to be in. And I'm sure you know people like that who they're just constantly complaining. But on the other end, this toxic positivity also could prevent you from making wise decisions because you have this overinflated view that everything is going to be positive and great and you don't really look at the red flags or the pitfalls along the way that could happen. And then it causes you to make decisions based on just this hyper positivity or this toxic positivity. I remember hearing a saying that I think goes along well with this is that you want to hope for the best but prepare for the worst. So it's taking this balanced approach where it's like, hey, I'm going to shoot for this good outcome, but I also need to make sure that I can endure a blow from the worst outcome. Yeah, I definitely think in our marriage, you're the one that's very balanced. And that quote is something that you do so well at. You can be very hopeful, but you're always preparing for the worst, which sets us up in a really good place to be able to have the resources and be prepared for things not turning out well. And we're ready for that. Where I'm more of the, it'll be okay and things will work out and things will be great. And so I don't always have that forethought to plan for when things don't work out. And so I so appreciate Tim in this area. The next one we're going to talk about is just do what makes you happy. And this is very problematic because things that can make you happy in the short term oftentimes will lead you to be dissatisfied in the long term. So don't get me wrong, there's definitely times where you can do a little thing and it makes you happy now, and it's not necessarily going to ruin your life in the long term. But there's lots of different things where it's like, hey, this makes me happy, I'm really into this, and I want to do this. 
but then can bring you a lot of dissatisfaction later in life. One of the things I always like to do with teenagers who are later in high school who I'm working with, so juniors and seniors, a lot of times we start talking about, what do you want to do in life? And they'll say, oh, I want to do this, and I'm interested in that. And then I start asking them, okay, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Where do you want to live? How much money do you want to make? How much do you want to work? And I like to talk to them about these questions because a lot of times we really only focus on, well, what are you interested in? And that's not a bad question to ask, but it's only a portion of the question. If you really like doing this one thing, but that's a really low income thing, but you also want to own your own home and you want to travel and you want to have nice things, well, that thing you're really interested in is very cool, but if it's not going to pay for the lifestyle that you want, it's not really a great idea. And so part of it is taking a careful approach to it and then considering, hey, is this really the road that I want to go down? Or do I want to choose a little bit of a different option? I think for me, I really wanted to know a little bit more about what being a therapist was like and how much I could make and what kind of lifestyle that would afford. And it was kind of one of those things where it wasn't really talked about. People didn't talk a whole lot about like, hey, you go to college and then you get this career and this is what kind of life it can afford you. It's mostly like, hey, what are you just interested in? I remember teachers at school, all kinds of people just, well, just do what you're interested in, do what you find interesting. But I do think that there's a lot of danger in that because I think so many people, they just pick a subject that they're interested in, they study it and they're passionate about it. And then at the other end, they can get disillusioned when they're not able to afford a lifestyle that they would have liked to. So that's an additional important question is, what are you interested in? But also, what are your life goals? How do you want your life to look after you've gotten this education, after you start working in this career field? And so if you boil it down to just very simplistic terms of just do what makes you happy, again, a major problem is a lot of times the things that make you happy in the short term might not make you happy in the long term. And just to add on to it a little more, the things that make us happy or the things that we just want to do, it's not always the right thing. So not just about what Tim was talking about, that in the long term, it might not align with your goals, but it might not be the right thing to do, right? If everyone was just doing whatever they felt like and do what feels good, then that's a problem when morally, it's not the right thing to do. And I do think a lot of times the moral thing oftentimes doesn't feel very good. It might cause you to do something that's not necessarily the most beneficial for you, but then is good for you, I think, in the end, psychologically, is sticking to and holding to your moral standards. So today we talked about kind of this idea of comparing yourself that others have it worse than you, so you don't have any right to complain. We also talked about the always stay positive advice. And lastly, we talked about just do what makes you happy. But we're going to continue this conversation in the next episode. I think there is so much bad advice out there, and so we could probably continue this for a while but we're just going to do a couple more episodes on it. But we would love for you to hop on over to the Facebook group and tell us what bad advice you've been given that has either not helped or been harmful to you. So make sure you stay tuned to the next episode as we continue talking about this. Have a great day and remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only. 
and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.